This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. This is a test. This is not a test of our commitment to basic hygiene or disaster preparedness or our ability to come together as a nation in times of crisis, although we're not doing so well on any of those fronts. No, what is unfolding before us is a test to see how well we have assimilated the government's lessons in compliance, fear, and police state tactics. A test to see how quickly we'll march in lockstep with the government's dictates, no questions asked and a test to see how little resistance we offer up to the government's power grabs when made in the name of national security. Most critically of all, this is a test to see whether the Constitution and our commitment to the principles enshrined in the Bill of Rights can survive a national crisis and a true state of national emergency. Here's what we know. Whatever the so-called threat to the nation, whether it's civil unrest, school shootings, alleged acts of terrorism, or the threats of global pandemic in the case of COVID-19, the government has a tendency to capitalize on the nation's heightened emotions, confusion, and fear as a means of extending the reach of the police state. This coronavirus epidemic, which has brought China's Orwellian surveillance out of the shadows and caused Italy to declare a national lockdown threatens now to bring the American police state out into the open on a scale we've not seen before. If and when a nationwide lockdown finally hits, if and when we are forced to shelter in place, if and when militarized police are patrolling the streets, if and when security checkpoints have been established, if and when the media's ability to broadcast the news has been curtailed by government censors, If and when public systems of communications, phone lines, internet, text messaging, and so on have been restricted. If and when those FEMA camps the government has been secretly building finally get used as a quarantine detention center for American citizens. If and when military snatch and grab teams are deployed on local, state, and federal levels as part of the activated continuity of government plans to isolate anyone suspected of being infected with COVID-19. And if and when martial law is enacted with little outcry of resistance from the public, then we will truly understand the extent to which the government has fully succeeded in recalibrating our general distaste for anything that smacks too overtly of tyranny. Yes, folks, this is how it begins. The coronavirus epidemic may well be a legitimate health concern, but it's the government's response to it that worries me more in the long term. Based on the government's track record and its long-anticipated plans for instituting martial law on American soil, that is, using American forces to solve domestic, political, and social problems in response to a future crisis, there's good reason to worry. Take alarm at the first experiment of liberties, uh, one of our founding fathers said very clearly. This is not a government with a rosy view of the future. To the contrary, the government's paranoid vision of the future is particularly ominous if a Pentagon training video created by the Army for U.S. Special Operations Command is anything to go by. This training video, which provides a chilling glimpse of what the government expects the world to look like in 2030, indicates that the U.S. government will declare martial law and lock down the country by 2030. 
This training video is for agents, and government agents particularly, and it says a lot about the government's mindset and the way it views we the people. Even more troubling, however, is what this military video doesn't say about the Constitution and the rights of the citizenry. It says nothing all about our rights. In typical fashion, the government seems to consider the Constitution only when forced to do so. It complies the dictates of the Constitution even less frequently. Indeed, the government's efforts to systematically lock down the nation and shift us into martial law have not been stymied one iota by the restraints imposed by the Constitution. When it's not bulldozing its way through the Fourth Amendment, the government just sidesteps it, and believe it or not, with the help of the courts. So what should you expect if the government declares a national state of emergency and institutes a national-wide lockdown? More of the same of what we've been seeing in recent years. After all, like the proverbial boiling frogs that we are, the government has been gradually acclimating us to the specter of a police state for years now. Militarized police, riot squads on our streets, camouflage gear, black uniforms, armored vehicles, mass arrests, SWAT team raids, pepper spray, tear gas, batons, strip searches, surveillance cameras, Kelvar vests, armed drones, lethal weapons, less than lethal weapons, unleashed with deadly force, hollow point bullets, water cannons, stun grenades, arresting of journalists, crowd control tactics, intimidation tactics, and finally just brutality. This is how you prepare a populace to accept a police state willingly and even gratefully. We have made it way too easy for the government to lock down the nation with our silence and our do-nothing attitude. It won't take much more for martial law to be declared in America, a nationwide lockdown instituted, and the American people to be terrorized into compliance by the government's latest and greatest scare tactic, even if, even if it means being stripped of one's constitutional rights at a moment's notice. This continual undermining of the rules that protect civil liberties has far-reaching consequences on the populace, on a populace that not only remains ignorant about their rights, but is inclined to sacrifice their liberties for phantom promises of safety. It may be that we're already down the road so far that we can't turn back. However, don't let this latest crisis cause you to panic to such an extent that you relinquish your fundamental right to make decisions for yourself, your loved ones, and willingly surrender what remains of your freedoms. This too shall pass. Remember, a police state does not come about overnight. Yet, as I make clear in my book, Battlefield America, The War on the American People, no matter how it starts, with a questionable infringement justified in the name of safety or a nationwide lockdown to guard against a global pandemic, it always ends the same by pushing us one step closer to a future in which the government has all the power and we the people have none. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute. 
by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.